This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. What is up, beauties? This is Into the Net FC, the soccer talk discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any more time. It is time to recap the epic quarterfinals clash between the United States and the Netherlands. Well, first things first, I did not expect the United States to find a way to get past the Netherlands because I really honestly believe that the Netherlands were on their way to destroying the United States and sending the United States home packing with yet no gold medal, but that did not happen. Quite the opposite. The United States won in a spectacular fashion. As a matter of fact, it's not the only massive upset that happened today, or perhaps even further. I should honestly state that To say that Australia's win against Great Britain was an upset would be a hell of a major understatement. Because that's two things I've that's two picks I've gotten wrong. I did not expect Great Britain to lose against Australia, and I certainly did not expect the United States to be able to beat the Netherlands. So here we are. So now the United States goes. The United States advances to the semifinals to play Canada. The United States is now down to four teams. To, uh, excuse me, the, the Women's Olympics uh, soccer tournament is down to four teams. The United States, Canada, Sweden, and Australia. For the United States, this is a rematch from the 2012 semifinals between the United States and Canada. And I remember that game very well. A thriller of a final score 4-3 to three, where Alex Morgan score, scored the, the game-winning goal in extra time, sending the U.S. to the final. And as we remember in 2012, the United States went on to win the gold by defeating Japan 2-1. to one. Now with the U.S. beating the Netherlands, is, is this the best we've seen so far? Like, or can the United States do better? Let's make no mistake about it. Canada is pretty freaking good. 
And what our prediction, and some people are predicting this clash between the United States and Canada is just basically a rivalry that is just waiting to take off. That ha- that's what that's what the sporting news describes the, the situation, and they could be right. I mean, I think so far it's safe to say that the United States has a rivalry with the Netherlands. Now they might as well just start heating up a rivalry with Canada. I mean, when you're the United States, when you're as accomplished as the United States women's national team, you can basically pick a fight with anybody. You can start a heated rivalry with just about anybody. Safe to say at this point, the United States has had a long rivalry with Germany. They've had their way with, they've had their, their time, you know, their feud with Australia too, so. But in the United States case, it doesn't matter because they're focused on winning. That's what matters. It's all about the winning. I got to spend a little bit of time speaking about the game between Great Britain and Australia. Because like I said, I totally did not expect Australia to win the way they did. And to be honest, you have to give them credit. And this is what I said about the Australian women's national team, especially what I said about Sam Kerr. When I said that the Matildas are perfectly capable of pulling off a massive upset and destroying an opponent, what we saw against the Great Britain, this is an example of what I was speaking of. Speaking of. Look, the mentality of the Matildas, you don't know really what they're thinking. I mean, that's what gives them the advantage. They don't want to let you know what they are thinking. That's what they did with the Great Britain. That's how they beat Great Britain. It's a game, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch, but looking at these highlights, I mean, just absolutely unbelievable. I kind of felt like this something like I really should all honestly seen it coming because you know people are gonna poke phone that you know unfortunately for Great Britain the uh, the drought continues and you know looking at the other scores you know Canada you know slipping past you know beating Brazil four to three in a penalty shootout and Sweden eliminating Japan and Sweden has yet to be beaten so the final four I mean I guess I can say in this situation shit just got real big time. So let me spend a little bit of time before I uh, get too deep with the United States and Canada. You know, with this game, you know, Sam Kerr scoring, you know, a brace kind of felt like that. Was, I think that was about time. And looking at it, is that Australia actually drew first blood. And then, you know, and then not until, you know, the 57th minute, Ellen White would equalize for, uh, the, for Great Britain and then... Not long after, about ten nine minutes later, she would give England, uh, excuse me, Great Britain the two to one lead. But then Sam Kerr in eighty ninth minute makes it two to two. So, yeah, so Sam Kerr kind of in a sense they definitely saved the day. Okay, but you know going extra time that's where things got interesting and that's where unfortunately Great Britain collapsed. Great Britain in a, in the one hundred second minute are awarded a penalty. They failed to convert. Okay, and about a minute later, probably a minute or less later. Australia takes a 3-2 lead. There you go. And three minutes after that, Sam Kerr makes it 4-2. Just absolutely unbelievable. Incredible. But it didn't end just there because in the 115th minute, Ellen White makes it 3-4 for Great Britain. So that's a hat trick on her end. So you got got to give her that. That's fantastic. But for England to lose the way they did, it's just, it's, it's going to be hard to recover. I mean, you're off, you, you, you get a penalty, 
you fail to convert and Australia takes full advantage of it. I can honestly say that in, uh, excuse me, for Great Britain to miss the penalty, that truly may have been the game changer. That might have been exactly what Australia needed. And we got to give the Matildas credit. They took full advantage of it and that's and they deserve the win. So that being said, can't count out the Matildas just yet. But I've been saying that because, no, the Matildas are definitely going to shift the momentum when it comes to playing in the knockout stage. We've seen the U.S. The U.S. apparently had done that. So, and As far as Sweden goes, well, Sweden hasn't really changed anything. They've just kept going. They've been building and building and building. And Sweden is really hungry to take home the gold medal this year. But so is the United States. So is Canada. And so are the Matildas. So now let's really dig deep to the United States and Canada. I mentioned already that this is going to be a rematch of a epic game, four to three with the United States and Canada in 2000, the 2012 Olympic semifinal. I remember that game very, very well. And to say that it was an epic thriller, well, ladies and gentlemen, there's a there's another major understatement for you right there. Well, this game gets the Olympics six in the freaking morning. It totally was not easy to get up at 6 in the morning and actually watch this game, knowing that I had a very busy day ahead. And just so everybody knows, I just came home from attending a local independent professional wrestling event, VIP Pro Wrestling in Dallas-Fort Worth. Totally had a great time, but I said, well, my night is not over yet because here I am recording because that is what I do. I say I'm going to record on this day. I freaking do it, although I am a little bit late, but I'll have everything Everything is under control, folks. I assure you, so here I am. Well, this game first kind of started the way I expected to. The 18th minute, the Netherlands takes the lead. So I was like, well, here we go. That's goal number one. Many more probably to come for the Dutch. But that doesn't happen. Because Sam Ewis, in in 10 minutes later, makes it 1-1. And then three minutes later, the United States takes a 2-1 lead. With Williams scoring, giving the United States a lead, and Sam Ewis providing the assist. So I'm thinking, well, 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 look at that. The United States showing the resilience, showing the lack of fear, showing the concentration, showing the passion, the commitment, the dedication. The United States showing signs of their true self. So I was like, well, looks like my prediction could end up being wrong, but then again, I won't be too upset if my prediction doesn't go wrong. Because I want the United States to win because I want them to take home the gold. Nine minutes into the second half, the Netherlands ties the game. I'm like, well, we certainly have a game because I told myself, look, the United States can be, everything can go positive on their side, but never count out the Dutch. So then next, next about 10, 15 minutes or so, both teams are kind of battling. You know, several, several, um, Substitutions are made. I'm think I was thinking, you know, Chris and Press entered the game. Alex Morgan came in uh, for in favor uh, for Carly Lloyd. Rose Lavelle uh, replaced Sam Mewis, and then eventually in the 64th minute, Megan Rapino replaced Tobin Heath. So I said, well, we got to bring in the players now because we're not we're now starting into the crucial part of the game. And in the 81st minute, the Netherlands are awarded a penalty, and as soon as I saw that happen. I was like, well, 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 here we go. If the United States, if the United States, basically, if uh, if the Netherlands, I should say, success, successfully converts, well, that is the end of the game. 
But that did not happen, folks. No, sir. Because Alyssa Nair, an absolutely phenomenally fantastic goalkeeper, a very fearless and very underrated goalkeeper, in my opinion. I mean, Alyssa Nair is absolutely fantastic. I can just praise her as many times as I want. But the bottom line is, Alyssa Nair is very talented, and she is absolutely fearless. Okay? Because she saves the U.S. national team as she saves the penalty. And when that happened, I was like, holy shit. This is a true remnant of what happened two years ago in the Women's World Cup in the semifinal game between the United States and England. How with less than 10 minutes to go, England has a chance to equalize, and Alyssa Nyers makes the save. In this situation, then this gives the Netherlands the chance to take the lead and, and, and send the United States home. Alyssa Nyer saves the day. So I can honestly say Alyssa Nyer is a true savior. Unbelievable. The game goes into extra time. Like, well, here we go. Well, the extra time is hard fought by both sides. So... In a situation to where 90 minutes and 120 minutes is not enough to settle the game, and this is a game where there needs to be a winner, there's only one thing left to do to settle the score. Ladies and gentlemen, that would be a freaking penalty shootout. Now, quite frankly, I'm not a fan of penalty shootouts, especially because my my other national team, France, has horrible luck with a goddamn penalty shootout. Now, the United States, in their case, the penalty shootout really doesn't favor them either because back in 2016 in the Olympics in Rio, Brazil, in that game against Sweden in the quarterfinals, a penalty shootout is what sent the, is what sent the United States home. And it take, even matters worse, in the, in the 2011 Women's World Cup final, it was a penalty shootout that cost the United States the title. So, you know, so a penalty shootout doesn't do well for the United States. But here we are. That's the only way to settle the game. So, boom. We got to go with it. The first shot. Netherlands misses. Okay. And then Rose Lavelle converts hers. There we go. Now we got to hope that Netherlands misses again. But they don't. And then Alex Morgan takes hers. It's once again 2-1 to one for the U.S. But the Netherlands manages to convert their second penalty. And boom. It's still not over. So Kristen Press makes it three to two, and now we're totally begging for the United for the United States to actually have an advantage, and the Netherlands misses that penalty. There's the advantage. This is it. One more goal will do it. That will send the United States to the final four. Then Megan Rapino successfully converts it. It's hard for me to say this, unfortunately. The truth hurts, and y'all know about y'all know me. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. Yes, that's what my shirt says. And if you want a shirt, you can buy it. It will be on the link on YouTube. And the truth of the matter is, the Netherlands choked. And it's hard for me to say it. It's it's hard for me to say it, but based on this, how this game went, it is. At the same time, they still deserve credit because they really did give it their best. And they did challenge the United States, but we really have to give the United States credit. I mean, for me, I really thought that there was absolutely no way in hell the United States would win this game, and they proved me wrong. They made me eat my words big time, which I'm happy for. 
okay? Because I should have I should have basically said the same thing about the U.S. The mentality is going to change. They know the situation they're in. And the motivation that that brings in, the dedication, the commitment, it all starts rumbling in. And the United States really did that well. So that being said, the United States deserved the win. Much congratulations to them. The game against Canada, it's certainly going to be exciting. I'm certainly going to have to wake up early to watch this game because I know that it's going to be worth it. Now this game, the United States is going to have to really... I mean, at this point, the United States knows they can't underestimate anybody. I mean, this is the final four. Canada eliminated Brazil in a penalty shootout. If they can eliminate Brazil in a penalty shootout and, and go through that kind of stuff, survive those kinds of odds, Canada is perfectly capable of being the United States. Okay? So we're going to take a look. And like I said, you know, this is this is going to be an opportunity for revenge for Canada because let's let's, let's once again... Back in 2012, the semifinals, the United States winning 4-3. to three. Remembering that game as I do, it was just a game I really did not want to get. I, I did not want to stop watching. I, I did not want to get up for any reason whatsoever. Because I knew that, that there was a high chance I could have missed something important. The way that game went... Okay, let's not forget that <clears throat> Canada really gave it their all, okay? And remember, remembering Christi uh, Canada's Christine Sinclair scoring that hat-trick, I mean, th there's nothing that can be taken away out of that. I mean, Christine Sinclair had a fantastic hat-trick. I still remember it to this day. And and really, you know, in this game, th this particular game from, from uh, 2012, in terms of wrestling, if, if any wrestling fans out there remember... The legendary announcer, of course, y'all know him. he's still he's still man announces today for all elite wrestling. Jim Ross, good old JR. We all remember how he would describe certain matches as quote a slobber knocker. Well, this match, the United States and Canada from the Olympics 2012 in London, that's exactly what it was. A main event slobber knocker. Canada took the lead. And it took a while. For the United States to respond. And the United States finally finds the equalizer in the 54th minute. Courtesy of Megan Rapino. But then in the 67th minute. Canada manages to take the lead again. Okay. But then Megan Rapino equalizes once again. In the uh, Excuse me. Actually, I'm sorry. Quite the opposite. It was actually in the 70th minute. Megan Rapino gave the United States the lead. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm really getting confused big time. <laughs> Sinclair in the 67th minute makes it 2 to 1 for Canada and then in the 70th minute Megan Rapino makes it 2 to 2. Sorry guys, it's been, it's been an absolute long day. I mean, I spent literally 5 hours in a freaking humid room attending a, a local indie show and it's already it's hard, the heat and the humidity in Texas at this time of the year, it's bad enough as it is. It's been 100 degrees for like 3 days straight. It is not cool, folks. So anyway, so we got a tie tie game, a two to two game after seventy minutes. But then three minutes later, once again, Christine Sinclair puts Canada ahead. Wow, this, I mean, this is where I said, look, whatever happens, I can't, I, I cannot take it to the point where I'm not giving Canada any credit because they deserve credit. But I said, well, even though there's not much time left, there's still time to win. So in the 80th minute, the United States is awarded a penalty. 
and the legendary Abby Wambach herself converts it, and it's 3-3. Three to three. 90 minutes was not enough to settle it, so I told myself, well, let's hope, thir- let's hope we can get it done in the next 30 minutes. Well, at first I thought, like, well, we had our chances, we didn't get it done. So we hit the 120-minute marker, but then there's injury time. And then all of a sudden, Alex Morgan becomes the true legendary savior as she scores a goal with three minutes in a stoppage time. And boom, the United States is off to the final. (laughs) So that being said, folks, Canada has absolutely not forgotten about this game. Okay? And the fact that Canada finally has a rematch nine years later, (coughs) excuse me, you can bet your life that Canada is going to come to the United States with everything that they freaking got. I'm going to be honest, folks. I don't expect this game to be settled in 90 minutes. And I'm going to take it one step further. I really don't think at this point, I don't think 120 minutes is going to settle it. I think the United States is going to have to survive another penalty shootout. Because this Canadian team is talented, it is driven, and it is freaking dangerous. That being said, anything can happen. It's anybody's game. But as far as pride goes, there's a bright side. No matter what, the United States can still compete for a medal. So if they lose this game, they can still compete for the bronze. When we're looking at the United States, all they want is the gold. But Canada is just as hungry and as driven as the gold as the United States. So I'm more convinced than ever. We thought that what happened in 2012 was epic. This game, this rematch, could be even better. It could be so better that what happened in 2012 is going to pale in comparison to what could happen in this particular game. August 2nd, folks. August 2nd at, at freaking 3, I think it's going to say at 3 in the morning. Well, I'm definitely going to have to get up for that. Because make no mistake about it, like I said, it's going to be tough. And from what I'm seeing, in, in the last 20 matches, the United States has not lost to the United... Has, excuse me, the United States has not lost to Canada in the last 20 matches. 18 wins, 12 draws. Okay, so imagine if Canada finally pulls it off in this one. Okay, but this basically from the last three matches, the United States has the has an advantage. Okay, and particularly in the last five matches, it's been four wins and a draw for the United States. Now both teams did meet February of this year. And the United States took a one nothing win. Okay, and as far in these last uh, five games, I mean the United States has scored ten goals while Canada has been draw is, has been limited to, to just two. It all comes down to this. Forget about the last 20 games because it's it's all down to this, okay? Both teams, especially the United States, they're going to they're going to have to fight, dig deeper than they've ever dug them, find it much deeper in themselves than ever to win this game. Canada's going to have to do the same thing. Like I said, folks, this semifinal game has amazing potential to be one of the greatest Olympic women's soccer games of all time. We saw that one in 2012 between the two, but like I said, this game can end up being a hell of a lot better. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Into the Net FC is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see you all next time. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.